follow a sport team in some way, shape or form. Each team is made up of many different players. So let's use tonight the most perfect example, the Queensland Rugby League team, or the Maroons. Some of us may think that Rugby League is for brainless young guys smashing it out, but really there's many different parts that make up a Rugby League team. For example, there's a fullback, a winger, centres, 5'8", halfback, forward. It's got so many different parts. But if you think about it, Billy Slater is not a Dave Taylor and Jonathan Thurston is not a Cameron Smith. But all these different guys come together and they make up one Queensland Rugby League team and what an awesome team it is. Last week I wore my maroon jersey to church and let's just say one particular senior staff member highly disapproved of this. There are a couple of biffs in the office corridor and as we get into this sermon tonight, you'll see that there's many illustrations about the Maroons, and this was not done on purpose. Sporting teams, they're made up of many different and diverse players, but they're united as one team. The topic of community is about a group of believers who are connecting to become united as one church and one community, where everyone belongs and where everyone is accepted. And because the church is one body, there's the sense of interdependence or the sense of networking within the whole church. And that's something that I think we'll all agree with in theory. But in practice, especially with a church uh, as big as ours, with five different congregations, it's something that uh, we have to keep working on and making sure that as a church we're moving as we're moving in a direction that God wants, which is to be one body, the body of Christ. And this is what Paul talks about in this passage that we're looking at tonight. The illustration for community that we're going to spend some time looking at is about the body. And the main idea through this passage is the idea of one and many, unity and diversity. The main point is pretty straightforward. God wants us to belong to the body, or to the community here at Sunnybank. There are three different sections and points that we'll cover. And firstly, uh, the first section is We Belong. It's verse 12 to 14. And it talks about the common quality, that uh, how all of us belong to the body. The second section is uh, about this statement, I don't belong, verse 15 to 20. And this addresses those who feel unvalued in the body. And the third section is the statement of you don't belong. It's the opposite statement from verse 21 to 27 and addresses those who feel self-sufficient and independent in the body. Uh, this is probably a sidetrack, um, but I was thinking about using the sermon, uh, sermon outline which reminded me of a Big Mac. If we go to the next slide. Maybe I was really hungry during the week. I'm definitely really hungry right now. But I've never eaten a Big Mac in my life. Can you believe that? The main point, one body, many members. It's repeated three times in this passage. Verses 12 to 14, verse 20, and verse 27. While the meaty parts, verses 15 to 19, and 21 to 26. I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> anyway, we'll end tonight with a couple of questions 
to talk about uh, after the service and also to challenge you through the week. So the first session is We Belong. And the background to this passage and to the book of the Corinthians is that there were many different factions, groups or cliques within the church of Corinth. One of the main reasons for this was because of this idea of elitism or the fact that one particular group thought they were more spiritual than the others. And although we won't dwell on this exact reason much, it was probably the gift of tongues that was causing these divisions in the church of Corinth. One particular group had it and they were using it to look down on others who didn't have it. And Paul writes this section of this letter to address this issue and deals with both groups in this situation. And we might read this and we might respond by saying, you're joking, this would never happen to us today. But it definitely can and I know that we do get into this mindset also. There may be and there probably are different groups and cliques within this church because we value different spiritual qualities over others. It may not be tongues, but it could be anything really, from styles of worship to ministry involvement and people with different gifts and abilities. Some might put Bible knowledge on a pedestal and they say that they require great Bible knowledge to be part of the body. Others might say you need to get involved into a specific ministry to be part of the body. But if we have a look at this passage in verse 12, Paul states his case not once but twice in this opening line. He says there's one body, many members, many members and one body. It's a pretty straightforward image, right? Then Paul relates this image to Christ, implying that the church or the body of Christ functions like a physical body. One body, many members, many members, yet one body. And Paul goes on in verse 13 to tell us about how one person becomes a member of the body. In every group, there's something in common that brings all people together. In a craft group, people like craft. In a band, people like to play the same type of music and they like to play together. In the Maroons, people are from Queensland and they like winning. (laughs) And the church as a body, there's something in common between all Christians and followers of Jesus. Question one, as you guys did before, addressed this thought. And the question was, what do regular attendees at SDBC have in common? Now, don't feel overly guilty about the questions. I know some of you made some funny answers. Um, just for fun, like drinking coffee and stuff like that. But just have a think about the motivation behind these questions as they come up. The common quality should be that, that we all share the same one belief, that Jesus is Lord. Paul talks about it here in this passage, and he says that we're all baptized and we drink of the same one Spirit. We believe that Jesus is Lord, and the Holy Spirit reigns in our lives. It's that one spirit that brings us into the one body. If the Holy Spirit is in my life, if I'm saved through Jesus, then I'm part of the body. If the Holy Spirit is in your life, if you're saved through Jesus, then you're part of the body also. 
There's no other barrier or prerequisite other than this in Paul's thinking and also in God's thinking. Therefore, we shouldn't be putting up any barriers or any other prerequisites or any other necessary qualities for people to belong to God's community here at Sunnybank. If we share the same spirit, if we're saved by the one same Jesus Christ, then we all belong. Paul goes on to say that race or culture, Jews or Greeks, or in our case, maybe Aussies, Asians, Africans, Americans, and even New South Welshmen, it doesn't matter. And status or position, slave or free, professionals, tradies, retirees, students, it doesn't matter. We all belong to the body of Christ at SDBC. If we share the same spirit, if we believe that Jesus is Lord. And God wants us to belong to the body and the community here at SDBC. And here's a question for you to think about to round off this section. Do you belong to part of the body or the community here at SDBC? If not, then why not? And just see what God is saying to you tonight about it. We'll move on to the second section. And I know that there's many of you here who are serving and are actively part of the community here at Sunnybank. And that's really great. But undoubtedly also, and there's possibly some or even many of you who've been coming here for months and even years and echo the same sentiment that Paul addresses here by saying, look, I don't belong. Or maybe you're not saying it verbally, but maybe you're saying it through your actions. You're saying, look, I just don't belong here, or I just don't want to belong here. Paul moves on to verse 15 to 20 to address this group of people in the church of Corinth. A number of people in the church felt less spiritual because they lacked a certain spiritual quality, most probably the gift of tongues. And in result of this, they concluded with this thought of, I don't belong. Paul gives this image of the foot saying, to, saying, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong. And the ear saying, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong. But note what Paul says after each of these phrases. He says, that would not make it any less part of the body. If if you're here today and you're a regular attendee or even a member of this church and you're saying or thinking, look, I can't can't teach like that Daryl guy or I can't play music like that Graham dude or I can't teach kids church like that Liana and therefore I don't belong to the body. That doesn't make you any less part of the body. You're still connected Remember what Paul said before, one spirit into one body. You might feel you don't belong, but if you do share that one Holy Spirit reigning in your life, then you do belong to the body. You're part of God's community at this church. Verse 17 and verse 19 illustrate the fact that there's no such thing as a one-member body. And you've probably looked at some of the pictures already. The closest picture I could think of was the one before, the one-eyed monster. Go back, back, yep, the one-eyed monster. 
It's not a body. It's a, it's a monster. It just doesn't really work. It's the closest thing I could find anyway. <laughs> it's not really a full functioning body. In the physical body, it doesn't work either. We need a variety of different members with different functions. In the idea of a body of people, this doesn't work either. Can you imagine a Queensland team that was made up of 13 Jonathan Durstons? Or 13 Dave Taylors? They might excel in one area, but they would lack in lots of other functions. My favourite football team, Liverpool, made a big mistake a couple of seasons ago. What they did was, through the off-season, they bought a billion centre midfielders. No joke, a billion centre midfielders. They all played the same position. I looked on their squad list then, it included 10 centre midfielders out of their 18-man squad. And now they're playing rubbish, and I wonder why. Part of Paul's argument in the Church of Corinth is that the gift or the ability of tongues was only one of the many members of the body. There's no such thing as a one-member body. When you answered question two in that, in that questionnaire, uh, and your answers should be on the screen in the next slide, if you can see that, if you looked at the answers, you might have realised that there are many qualities that we as a church and we as Christians might not have valued as much. The body is made up of many members, and all members, despite their variety and differences, are all included in the body, and they're all necessary. Maybe you're not convinced about this whole diversity thing yet. So Paul brings up the argument home in this clincher line in verse 18. If you read it, it says, God arranged and composed the members of the body, each one of them, as he chose. It's God that puts us all here at Sunnybank in his control and for his purposes. It's God that's put each and every one of us here with, with different things, with different gifts, talents, skills, abilities and desires. But we're all united as one body. And it's God that composed the body at SDBC so that all people and all parts have a role and function to play. No one is unvalued. In fact, when we say we don't belong here or we don't have a way to serve here, we're actually doubting God. We're doubting his arrangement and even doubting that he's in control. So God wants us to belong to the body, to belong to the community that he has put us in here at this church. And he wants us to do his work, to be part of his work here at this church. So, what's stopping you today? Here's a question to think about as we round off the second section. Do you actively belong to the body and the community here? Or do you need to find out how you can be more active in this church? If so, then what's the next step for you? Is it baptism? Is it membership? Is it serving? Getting to know more or different people around here? What do you need to do to become active, to belong to the body here at this church that God has put us all in? The final section in this passage 
looks at the other extreme, on the opposite side of the spectrum. It's about the elite, or the super-spiritual, or the self-sufficient person. Instead of thinking they're unvalued and saying, I don't belong, they think they are overvalued, they have a big ego, and say, you don't belong, or I don't need you. Paul's context of this elite were those who had the gift of tongues, and they saw others who didn't have this gift as inferior or lesser spiritually, or even to the point to say that they're not Christians because of this. Today, we can do the same. We value one quality so much that we see those who don't have it as lesser and unuseful. And this relates to the third question, as you thought about which quality you value the most out of that list. The church in Corinth thought that, the t- that tongues was valued over all the other qualities. Maybe we as individuals or as a church value a specific quality too much over all the others. God never intended his people to look down on other members. And Paul gives three examples in verses 22 to 24 of various parts of the body uh, or various people and functions that we're likely to see as lesser. Note in each case, Paul stresses the importance and equal concern for each other. Verse 22 talks about the weaker members and he says that they have more importance. For example, in your body, your internal organs are very weak and fragile, but they are vital to your life, the life of the body. Verse 23 talks about members with lesser honour and they're treated with greater honour. For example, your belly and your thighs, usually not the best part of your body to show off, usually, and they're treated and clothed with greater honour. Verse 23 and 24 talks about the unpresentable parts. They're clothed with great care and modesty. And you know what that's talking about. Paul's point in all this is to say, all parts are necessary and equally important to the body. The more prominent ones require no care, and the less prominent ones that are actually very important, and they need to be treated more carefully. I can give you a good example of a hidden yet vital role within the church. Every week there's a music team that leads us in songs. Most of us probably think the song leader is the most important member. They're usually the most prominent member. Or maybe it's the hotshot drummer or the slick guitarist. But I reckon the two most important roles in the team are not the guys up front, but actually the guys at the back. The computer operator, Leona tonight, she controls the words. Imagine singing without any of the lyrics coming up. I get complaints in the morning service every second week if slides are even one or two seconds late. Imagine if they didn't even come up. Imagine if there were no microphones and no amplified sound, or if there's a buzzing or massive feedback every week. That's what the PA guy controls and makes people like me sound a lot better than what I usually do. Many of us overlook these qualities, um, and, and we overlook these, these guys. They're hidden, they're in the background. They often hate to be on stage and up front, 
but they're equally as important as anyone on the music team. The body is interdependent on each part and the body of Christ is also the same, interdependent on each part and each function. Just like in verse 18, Paul goes back again to what God intended in verse 24. He reminds us that it's God that composes the body. God gives each part equal importance or equal weighting as illustrated before in the previous verses so that there will be no divisions within the body. God views all parts and all functions in the body at Sunnybank as equal and he wants us to be equally concerned and caring for each other. It's not enough to simply tolerate and to live with each other. We need to be interdependent, networked, and caring and being concerned. The body is made up of many different parts, but all of these parts, they're interrelated and interdependent. There shouldn't be any thoughts of self-sufficiency, no thoughts of, I'm better or more important than you. God's idea of the body is to be interdependent. We need each other and we need the diversity that God has blessed us with and we also need to care for each other. This networking or interweaving of members is demonstrated in verse 26 with this mind-blowing statement, if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honoured, all rejoice together. If you don't know already, uh, through my Facebook or chatting to me, one of my favourite hobbies and interests is eating good food. Generally, when I need to eat, which is right now, I guess, <laughs> there's two possible options. The first choice is the meaty, the oily, the greasy type of food. It's the heavenly food. It gets us into heaven quicker. <laughs> it's so good but so dirty at the same time. So when I fill my stomach with that type of food, it tastes great, but I usually end up feeling bloated, dirty, lazy, sleepy. I can't concentrate well, and usually I gain a couple of kilos because of it. When one member suffers, the stomach all suffer together. The second choice is the not so... Um, the option that I don't like to take, it's the healthy choice. It's a nutritious meal filled with greens and healthy stuff. It might not be so good, but I definitely feel good after eating this type of meal. I feel satisfied, awake, ready and energised to work or to play sport or do something good for myself. The healthy food into my stomach satisfies my whole body, one honoured or rejoiced. So just like in the physical body, in the body of Christ, there's this interdependence of all parts. One suffer, all suffers. When one is honoured, all rejoice together. For example, when one particular ministry or person suffers, the whole body suffers together. When one member grieves, all grieve with that person. If a ministry is struggling, there's usually a flow-on effect to the other ministries. However, when one person or ministry is honoured, people coming to Christ and growing in Christ, the whole body rejoices. I love hearing after Kids Club in July every year 
about how it's impacted so many young people's lives. When Kids Club goes well, the whole church rejoices with them. And God wants this to happen, not just with Kids Club, but with every person and every ministry here at this church. We're in it together as one community of God's people. No one ever says, I don't belong or you don't belong. So in light of all this, the big question is, how about us? What does this mean for us as the body of Christ here at SDBC? The last question to finish off this section is, are you actively concerned and looking out for others? Or do you only look look after yourself in the body at SDBC? Actively concerned or looking after yourself only? Verse 27 finishes of this illustration of the body um, by bringing this image home to the people of Corinth and for us also as we read it. Paul says, Now you are the body of Christ. This gives this illustration a personal focus by relating it directly to the church of Corinth and to every local church and every body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. SDBC is the local body of Christ. Every local church that believes that Jesus is Lord is a representation of the one body of Christ. What an awesome privilege and great responsibility we have at this church. At SDBC, we are one body of many members. We are united yet diverse, one but many. And God wants us to belong to the body here at this church. So just to summarise the three points. Firstly, we belong. We all belong to the body or the community at Sunnybank. If we share the same spirit, if we have the common belief that Jesus is Lord. The second section is this phrase, I don't belong. God has composed the body here so that all people and all parts have a role and function to play. And thirdly, this phrase, you don't belong. God views all parts of the body here as equal and he wants us to be equally concerned and caring for each other. God wants us to belong to the body and the community of God's people here at Sunnybank. So I just want to conclude uh, tonight with three questions for you to think about after the service and through the week. It should come up on the screen, I think. The first question is, do you belong to the body or the community here at this church? Or do you need to find out more about Jesus? Or find out more about this church? Do you belong or do you need to find out more? Second question, do you actively belong to the body and community here at this church? Or do you need to find out where you can serve or where your role is? What God wants you to do here at this church? Actively belong or find out more about where you can serve? Thirdly, are you actively concerned and looking out for others? Or do you only look after yourself in the body at this church? Actively concerned and looking out for others? Or only looking after yourself? Paul says, to finish off this passage, you are the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ here. Let's pray.
Heavenly Father, we thank you that you're a God who's in control of all things and that through your Son you've saved us to be part of your body and your church here at Sunnybank. Lord, we know that you've placed us all here in this church for a reason and we pray that you'll help us to see our place. you help us to see our role in this church. Help us to show care and concern for each and every person here. We know that it's you that unites us into one body, into your body, into the body of Christ. So we pray that you'll help us to act this way and we pray that you'll help us to do this for your glory and your namesake. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.